What's up, fam? Welcome back to That's the Angle. In this episode, I sit down with the homie Trent Barr, and we talk about our feelings and emotions um, two days before our big collaborative art show. Uh, we basically put on this giant art show uh, here in Washington, D.C. At this, at this pretty big venue, and uh, we put up all of our art that we worked on together. We had a DJ. We had a full bar. I mean, it was, it was a big event. And so, you know, we've been working on it for four or five months leading up to this. Uh, and so this is our feelings two days before the event. So you can, like, see, like hear and, and feel how we were, we were thinking before the event, not knowing if it was going to be a success or not. Was it a success? Should I spoil it? I really don't know if I should. But, uh, yeah, it was a really successful night. We sold some work. Over hundred people came over, came out. It was, it was sick. It was sick. But anyways, guys, get a glimpse into what we were thinking. Enjoy. Do 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 do. That's the angle. Do 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 do. That's the podcast. Takashi got out. He didn't get didn't out. He? he just got out and then he got back in. I mean, he he. I think he, I mean I mean he's not out, but I think that they gave him two years. He already served thirteen, and then he has eleven months. But then he'll get out on good probation because on the feds you only got to serve eighty five percent of your fucking time. Sure, he'll get out twenty twenty. Yeah, he got he got out in the summertime and shit. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I'm so excited for him to get out. He was so entertaining. He was, he was. like I mean, none of those artists who were on are all of those artists who are on his level are entertainers. Yeah, it's that supersedes art. That's like that's its own realm. Like all so, the gangsters yeah. are like, oh, he's a snitch. But everyone else who's not a gangster is like, this guy was hilarious. Yeah. His music made me turn right. up. Everybody wants to just see what happens. But like, I, I, I just want to know what he's cooking up. Like, what is he gonna say when he gets out? Like, what is like, what do you say? He's probably gonna be like, I'm a changed man. I read, I read Revelations in the back of the Bible. <laughs> just like starts working with Kanye. Yo, know I man? swear to God, he's gonna get out and be like, fuck y'all. <laughs> I always hated y'all. <laughs> like, like I feel like he's cooking up the most masterful, like thing to say. Like he's. Like, I mean, he's got to be. But man. Like, he like, better like, be. Takashi's got to be cooking up something great because, like, to come back after that, like he left right when he dropped his album. Yeah, you remember that he left when the album dropped. Oh. Takashi, he, he went to jail, and so they just and dropped. They just dropped good, the album. That was a good album. Did, did you Did you listen to his album? Yeah, it's great. It's not like you were, a, you were, you were riding around to it. No, I mean I was yeah, turning see, up. I'm not bumping that <laughs> right, shit. That's, like, that's the question. Yeah, that's what I want to ask. Right. Are you bumping that? Nah, but if it comes on the fucking radio in the club, like I mean, I'm gonna get. High Whenever I was trying to turn up, I kind of I put it on. And I yeah. was like, Fifi, shit. Like but the you, only time that song would feel good, like bumping that shit, is like in a white Lamborghini with the top down. Probably. You know what I mean? But he like, was the stunned. most entertaining guy on Instagram. Like that shit yeah. was hilarious. Like watching his life and watching his. Nah, he's things. definitely better than Trippy Red. Cause like Trippy Red, I mean he was—he's a fucking bitch, man. Yeah, I mean, but Six Nine was hits off, off hits, off hits, off yeah. hits. Like, well, I used to fuck with Trippy Red, and I didn't like. Uh, oh that really? Dude. But now it's like the opposite. Cause like, I mean, I just know that Trippy Red doesn't write any of his stuff. Like, damn. I, I feel like oh, most of it is just created. <laughs> you guys are a little weird, don't you? Yeah. A little weird, a little bit. Nah. Yeah. Kind of like <laughs> troll looking dude, like. <laughs> Ooh, has that crispy audio. Sounds good. Oh, yeah. Hey. Love the sound of my own voice. <laughs> I mean, you have to by now. Yeah, at this point, it's you know? like, I've gotten used to it. It's like, that's one of the most difficult things that, like, surpass. It's just, like, getting used to your own sound, your own vibration, like, what mm-hmm. you create and liking it, too, you know? Yeah, a lot of people can't get used to their own voice. That's what stopped me. I was doing a radio show with Gab, and, like, 
you know, I would I would just try to talk. I would do my thing, and it was dope. But like when you listen to it again, you know the information that's gonna relay. Mm-hmm. But the other people on the other side have no clue what you're gonna say. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's like I just have to kind of step around that shit. And it's not for everyone. Yeah. I think at the same time, it's not for everyone. But also, like with the mics, when the audio is nice, like this shit is dope. Yeah, like, like it's it in your headphones yeah. right now. It sounds real crisp. Like yeah. you're like, oh yeah. I think it just needs to be like the right equipment or at least. Dude, I think the headphones make a big difference. True. Because I feel more locked in with you. Like, especially in this studio, because all these like crackheads outside, like you hear all that shit. You hear your, your, the weird vibrations of like your voice bouncing in the room. But with these like noise canceling headphones, like these are expensive headphones. Like I bought those headphones like specifically for a season two of this podcast. Oh, damn. Those are like a hundred dollar headphones. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. But I got them because they lock you in. Like you feel like you can like I'm in your ear. And so you you pay attention. Yeah. Hold up. All right, guys. What's up? Welcome back to the episode. That's the angle. This isn't an interview. I am sitting here with one of my great friends, Trent and Trent Barra, shout the whole name. And he is the man who I collaborated with to make Create Your Fate exhibition, man. And we got to get a cheers for this because cheers. it is Wednesday and the show is on Friday and we are we are so fucking nervous and stressed about this thing and we are trying <laughs> to be cool right now, but like we're here to talk about it because this is like the moment before the moment. Like this is the moment that we, like I'm excited, but I'm also really nervous. Yeah, because it's like you don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Like I just don't know what's going to happen. It's like we're standing at the shore. Yeah. The shoreline's receding. You're like, I know. is this about to be a tsunami? <laughs> do you feel like you've done all you could like do you feel like you've like you do, you, do. do you feel like you've done all you could for the show yeah for for the first time i feel like um we i put a lot of attention in what i had to do at least mm-hmm. you know like looking back there isn't anything i'm like oh i should have done this i should have done that it's all felt like fate yeah your fate you know what i mean like the whole show didn't really it well it's funny because we didn't really plan it. It kind of like we just wanted to do a shoot together. Mm-hmm. The story fell just into pull place. Pull the mic a little closer. Shit, sorry. You can pull the mic into you. Just oh, pull the whole thing into you. Yeah. But um, yeah, the everything just fell into place. It did. It really did. I mean, yeah. the fact that we went there to get like one frame. We went there, but then we were kind of like, why don't we shoot more? I don't more? even remember what we were originally. Dude, I'll tell you. Did. So the whole thing started with the with the with the picture that's our master work, mm-hmm. who my friend Henry's building the frame for. Oh shit! Oh, nice, perfect. Yeah, yeah um, it's a thirty-six by forty-eight photo that's gonna be on display at the show. And um, yeah, I don't know why I keep looking. It's fuck, fuck the camera. It's because we're not in an interview. <laughs> I can like look at the camera now, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was like the initial idea. It was just that idea. I was like, you're trying to have this idea. I want you to be part of it. But mm-hmm. then we were like, if we're gonna drive all this way and do this, why don't we just do more? Mm-hmm. And then we came up with like the whole like costume and dress. And this mm-hmm. thing can move too if you want. Like we came up with the whole costume and dress, and we were like. All right, this is the main photo, but then we kind of just got there and came up with everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just built up on top of itself. Yeah, it, it created yeah. itself while we were there. Yeah, create your fate. You know what I mean? Right? And so it's like, yeah. and since then, it was like six months of like radio silence from us. Like, like we yeah. just didn't even work on we're it. We're just living life. I mean, like, like we knew what it was, but we like weren't putting everything into it. Yeah. But then... In the last six months, things got really real, and I posted on Instagram. I was like, "All right, it's happening." Yeah, it was you that you just you just went ahead and just posted it. Yeah, and you were like, yeah. "You were like, you know what this means, man, right?" And I was like, "I was like, we have to you're start. like, you're like, this means we have to start it." And <laughs> yeah. I was like, "You're fucking right." Yeah. And so I went on the journey because I'm in DC and you're in New York, yep. where I'm like, "I got to make this happen. What do I do? What's the venue?" And I had went through a couple venues. I almost locked in a venue that wouldn't have felt right, but then this venue, the Cheshire that we're going to be at felt so 
Right. It was perfect. I went to an event there and I was like, and it's a brand new space. I was like, this, mm -hmm. it, it called to me. I was like, this is a space where it feels like if you do a show here, it's a different magnitude and different scale. Mm -hmm. And I, I fucking made it happen. And then all of a sudden here we are, like we yeah. talked about merch, everything. Mm -hmm. And now it's two days before the show. Yeah. And we're literally setting up tomorrow. It's insane. And I remember the car right there. We were just thinking about like where we could show it. And even if we would show it, Yeah, you know, and a complete year later, like a whole year later, exactly a year. Yeah, exactly is a year. when we're having the show. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think it's just a testament to prove that like in life, you don't have to worry about getting like that, the biggest goal dream mm -hmm. because everything is always working its way there anyways. Yeah. You know, you're always working on these little tiny steps to kind of get there and shit. But yeah. there were so many tiny steps we took that get us there. Like we made like, or you made that pitch deck and the pitch deck yeah. got us a sponsor. Yep. Mm -hmm. that gave us money that really helped us out, mm -hmm. you know? And then the caterer didn't want any money up front, which is amazing. She just takes a percentage and we get a percentage. And then we came up with a whole merchandise line and we were so goal driven on that. And then we shrunk it down because like that yeah. costs a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. And then like, it's just so crazy how many just serendipitous moments there have been like during this I journey. Know. It's like, if this shit doesn't blow up, you know, like what was all this for? And, yeah. you know, when you get all the green lights in life, I think that's when it's time, you know. The green hair in life, too. True. <laughs> <laughs> Trent has green hair if you're listening right now. He's got, like, neon green hair. It's pretty yeah, tight. Yeah, I went back to green. I got ready this morning. I'm freshened from New York. Oh, yeah, you just got in, yeah. I just got in. I took the bus. I was riding the bus all day. So you boys got bus sweat. I don't know what that Oh, means, like the bus funk. <laughs> the bus must sounds somewhat it sounds so bad but it's really not that bad i mean i smell pretty good but yeah yeah just that feeling when you've been on a bus all day <laughs> from new york city yeah but shit's dope man i'm really excited like i i love that i'm able to be in new york but mm -hmm. also come back because i grew up in virginia mm -hmm. um I, I skateboarded all throughout dc you know with my friends and stuff i'd catch rides out here so it's really tight that and right that one of my first big exhibitions is in dc yeah you know, so it's kind of like a nice homecoming i get to visit with family so i mean it's it's just so cool that on one level you know we're doing like a service creating a show for these people that they're going to come to mm -hmm. but on a whole other level it's like just a celebration for how far we've gotten yeah you in know? a lot of ways it's like we've both become full-time artists since that we shot this like we yeah. both really like blossomed to our own careers mm -hmm. Like I moved to DC, you moved to like since then you've moved to New York, yeah. I've moved to DC. Yeah, I remember that because we we linked in Lake Ridge. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. and then we left to go to DC. Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's like it's like so much has changed in one year. Now here we are back together, like about to do something that we hope is monumental and and yeah. and just an overall great night. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're just hoping a lot of people come out. I mean, I think I think it's going to be amazing, you know, and something like this. I think just needs to be kind of annual, you know, so maybe we could do it every year. I think, I mean, I think we could, I know for a moment events production wise, yeah, we could, because this was the hardest event I've ever produced in my life. Like true. Like figuring all this out, figuring you out, crushed it dog. Like figuring you out came through for real. Did you, did, did you ever doubt me at some point? Were you like, were you like, were you like, were you, was there a moment where you like baked and you're like, is he really going to pull before this shit the market, off? Well, before the marketing, before we found out, that we were even going to be in a spot. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of tough to believe that we were going to do all this, you know, cause I've made plans with people in the past and you know, I just know how things go. It's not a matter of like, 
the person not being capable. I just know that like everybody's dealing with their own life and, uh, you know, and you know, it's, it's, it's hard to sync things up Mm. and when things work out in life, uh, I think people fail to explain that there is this extra element to it that kind of like caters it to be, you know, caters it into being. So everything's not just on me. It's, uh, it's about if it's aligned in the stars, if it's going to work out, if it's fate, you know? I mean, I, yeah, I think on both ends, this wouldn't have worked if either of us didn't pull our weight. Like if I didn't do the groundwork to make everything happen, but if also I didn't have you as like an amazing graphic designer and collaborative partner, like mm-hmm. nothing, it wouldn't have existed either way. It's such like a an, an even 50-50 split of duties mm-hmm. for what it is, you yeah. know? And it also taught me where I can place some of my talents in different spaces mm. that can like, uh, that can work for me financially, mm. you know, because as creatives, we're communicating through imagery, which is literally just graphic design. And graphic design, I think, is the future of architecture because everything's Ooh. becoming like, all digital. Mm-hmm. So learning these softwares, how to create spaces where people can buy online. Mm. That's the new, that's, that's the new building, you know, that's mm. the new world, I guess you could say. So yeah, I, I don't know. It's pretty cool. I got to see a whole other side of, um, where I can place that creative energy. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think like it, from my aspect, it was like what it really takes to produce a larger scale event. Yeah. And which was something I, I always looked at from a distance. Like what does it take to get merch done? How do I get merch done? How do I lock in a venue? What, how do I get a full bar? How do I get a sponsor? Get a sponsor. How do <laughs> I manage to think? And it's yeah. like, you want a sponsor? You need a fat pitch deck. Yeah. You want, you want to get a bar? You got to go through catering service. Yeah. You want merchandise? Well, you hopefully you better find someone local or else you got to drop <laughs> ship it from online. You, you want a space? Well, you better be prepared to pay out the wazoo or connect with someone like how we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's been like, oh, I, I can produce events. Like it's more obtainable than I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's just literally about just getting that voice on the inside. Just literally just bringing that shit out. Yeah. You know, it's like how different would your life be? I mean, not you just in general, but how different would your life be if you actually just live by how you felt? you know, mm. versus like your, uh, the expectations that are kind of like put upon you. You actually posted something on your story today. Um, I think it was Gary V. Yeah. You saw that, that, yeah. that clip. Mm-hmm. And the dude was basing his life. Basically the kid was like wanting to be an artist and, uh, his parents were just like, not really about it. They mm-hmm. wanted him to be like a doctor or a lawyer or whatever. And, uh, he was just like, I don't want to let my mom down. And Gary Vee was just like, do you love your mom or do you want to love your mom or do you want to hate your mom? And it's like, if you want to love your mom, do what you love. And, you know, short term, cut it off or, you know, face the fire, you know. Yeah. He was saying that, like, if you love your mom, then you will do what you want to do. If you hate your mom, then you'll do what she wants to do because because in the long run, you will end up hating your mom if you do what she wants you to do because yeah. because she's just playing defense for you and she just wants what's best for you. But if you mm-hmm. know you want to be an artist, you have to pursue it and disappoint her short-term so long-term you will love each other. Straight up. Yeah. That's powerful. It is. It is. I mean, it can save somebody 20, 30 years, you know what I mean? Just like really just doing what they care about. Yeah. What I think is really interesting is that like a year ago when we planned this out, we knew we were, that we were going to do this. Yeah. But I never knew that I wanted to get into events. 
Like, me neither. Like I never yeah. knew that I wanted to like produce more events, and it's it's like it literally feels like a calling. Like I want to do this. Yeah, I, and it's the next step. It feels like it. Yeah, because when you when you create and you're an artist, you uh, have this like kind of ego mm-hmm. about it. Like you need people to see what you can create. Uh, and then once you kind of move past that state and you're okay with yourself and you're confident in what you create, I feel like you move into a state of uh, creating spaces mm. and that's even bigger, you it's know, interesting. like curation even, you yeah. know, like building, uh, you know, bringing people together, bringing people together, the art of bringing yeah. people together. Yeah. Cause like dog, like I went to, I'll never forget this. Like it was, it redefined creating for me. Mm. I went to one of Tyler, the creator's concerts when he was in DC and, uh, I was just, I was really hyped. I got this jacket actually behind me. Sick jacket. Dude. And, um, yeah, I was in the crowd just looking at him like on stage and just the stage control that he had, you know, like the stage mm-hmm. presence, like we were all in sync singing the songs. Like he was moving the crowd. Like you were hanging on his words. Kinda. Exactly. You know, and we were, we were anticipating everything he was going to do. So it was, uh. It was just so much more than mm-hmm. just being on stage and just saying, look at me. You know, it was like, look at this energy. Like, look at you. Look at all of us, you know, like uh, coming together to create like one sound, you know, it's mm. fucking powerful, man. I feel like what we're trying to do is more than just like art on a wall. Right. Like, I, I, I yeah. really, I really feel that. Like, at first it starts that, but we've kind of manif- generated, manifested into something more. Like, we're trying to provide experience, which is why we have drinks and libations so you can loosen up a little bit why we have dancing so you mm-hmm. can get out of your shell and i need to share this with you i did a photo shoot with this girl last night who we've been friends with on instagram for a while but she finally came back to the states and we did a shoot and it was cool she was like super nice like an amazing person but she's like super like into salsa dancing and like halfway through the shoot she starts salsa dancing she starts like teaching me how salsa dancing and it was so fun and it was so like refreshing yeah and <laughs> afterwards like I like loosened up and I kind of fell out of my shell and and I had the realization I was like I feel like that's the point of dancing is like and that's the point of music is yeah. to break you out Literally of your shell break you out of yeah, that to, energetic like yeah to stillness. break you out of this like yeah that yeah. that stillness of your framework that's like stay in here don't express don't express <laughs> but when she finally got me to like try to move my hips or like teach me the moves I felt really liberated in a sense yeah. and yeah. so in a sense it's like it's not just art it's like you bring the music so hopefully it can make people feel different because we're going to be playing like techno house music like that's different than what everyone plays in this area yeah. everyone plays rap or type for top 40s friendly songs we're playing something that's going to make some people unhappy like we're going to we're playing things and we're depending on the curation of our djs to like we're playing things that is not normal for people so it's going to be abnormal art abnormal music yeah like and i just feel like it's going to take people in a different element in a way exactly yeah and i mean y- you know when you think about what creativity is it's literally just taking you out of like the normal state like creativity is just uh what ascends humanity or like just what you expect mm. you know so yeah like creating these multi-dimensional multi-layered events is like helping people on more levels than just having fun yeah well it's not just music djs and art it's like we also have like a couple installation pieces we're going to be doing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which provides more of an interaction. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Like an experience. Yeah. Which once again, like we didn't even plan. Yeah. We just kind of came up with. Yeah. Like what else can we do to fill out this thing? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Which has been working. I mean, we're going to do the writing wall. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to uh, do the TV, the display of the behind the scenes on this really cool like TV display. Disclaimer. 
Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how that one pans out. But it, the BTS will be shown somehow. Um, but yeah, yeah. And so, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I always try to think about it like from an outsider's perspective. Like, if, if I was to attend this event, how would I feel about it? Right, yeah. I, I don't think... and. It's tough. Like, I don't think you ever will even since it created it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Something I've, uh, like felt from, I create books, the human books. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I'm gonna plug that real quick. Yeah. You know, you plug that shit. What, what, yeah. yeah. Human books. What's that whole website? Human books. See, human book mm-hmm. is where you can find the website. You can find me at Trempar, T R E N T B A R on Instagram. Nice. It'll link you to there. But, um, shit, I forgot what I was going to say talking about creating and talking about the book series and creating uh, experiences and how the experience that we're like, we're trying to create an experience for people, something like that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we can skip over it, but the, the books are actually channeled artwork. Mm-hmm. It's uh like where, so I basically just create artwork all year and then I muster it together. And uh, at the end of the year, I, create a story with the pieces and i see that like pieces that were at the last made are sometimes the beginning of the story and uh that there's really no time uh in this like imaginative space so yeah it's just like books uh filled with poetry and art about like life and reality and shit no and the so, books yeah. are sick i think the books are yeah. super entertaining like visually it's 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 really cool and i i can't wait to see it tomorrow i can't i haven't even seen it. i've seen there's so many abstracts from it but we were talking about like like you create something and you really don't know what it is. Like being an outsider looking right. in, yes. Be, yes. like being an outsider yes. looking in at we're. like the experience. We're back. We're back, baby. Boom. Yeah. So, uh, the first time I created, uh, or when I created the first book, that was kind of what I experienced is like, I just literally didn't even know how to feel about it. Yeah. You know? And, uh, that's kind of when I knew that that was the best art that you can create is mm. when it's like so foreign that you don't even know how to feel about it. Like, is it even you who made it? Yeah. It's not even you to judge it, let alone, you know, because it's just anything created is channeled from somewhere, you know. What were you thinking you when you were creating the pieces for this show? Because, you know, I took the photos and, and it was up to you to sort of put your graphic design touch on these photos that we created for that. Like, what were you thinking in that process? Um, well, in those moments, I tried not to think when I'm creating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I pull from the lighting the mood, the vibe. So like, because I was the character in the actual photo, mm-hmm. um, I think it helped that mm-hmm. like I, I had the experience and then I also got to look at the photo and, and just draw over top of it. So I do these things called soul drawings. Um, I'll take somebody's photo and I'll draw on top of their face or a picture of them. And, um, it'll kind of just like reveal symbols that i kind of read and then i do sort of like uh reading about somebody's soul and uh sometimes gifts will pop up like psychic gifts Mm. sometimes like their spirit animals will pop up like i don't know it really just depends but anyways i think i have this ability to kind of feel the mood of like whatever stagnant image is in front of me and then i can just like pull more from it and uh so that's what really helped me create these pieces was looking at the lighting, imagining what feeling it would have, and just creating, just going. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you being the subject of it is is actually very important because if it was someone else, they might it, it, you might not be able. We originally have... we originally had a model. Remember, 
We did? Yes, we had like three models we were looking at. That it was very last minute too, out. and nothing worked out because it was like out. a cold rainy day and no yeah. one wanted to come out. Yeah. And you're like, you got to do it, dog. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what it was. But I'm glad we did it because I, I think you played oh, the part super well. Yeah. Like, I think I think that's the best. You're trying to pass that wine over there? Yeah, like I, I think, oh yeah, I definitely think it worked out better. But I mean, dude, like the mood of that day that we shot was so insane. Like know, you man. couldn't have described a, a worse day to do a photo <laughs> with someone with a gun to their head. Like, <laughs> like I mean, it was a cold, rainy day. That's the thing. I look at it and like, well, in that, the thing is, in that space, like it was when I literally just quit my job and I had no income. I had nothing coming in. So really? wow. I had everything to lose, basically, or nothing to lose, I guess you could say. And, um, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was real feelings, you know, which is crazy. And like, I look at the footage and I'm just like, damn, like I was in a different state, a different mindset, you know, mm. all of that. And like, it's just, uh, just interesting. You know? I mean, we were both at pretty interesting points at that point. Like, yeah, I think I had done my first exhibition. I hadn't even done my second one at that point. I shot a whole exhibition before i shot a whole exhibition after that like my second exhibition was after that damn and so it's so interesting that you were at a point where like it was like a very like crucial part of your journey yeah and i was at a part of my journey that i that i don't think was me nearly as heavy as yours but in a way the title of the show is such like an impetus for what all of this symbolizes yeah you know like, right. like i think there's so much symbolism and, and connectiveness for all of this like for you it was perhaps the killing of i'm mean, just my it's, it's like the killing of like your yeah. old self and going yeah. to this creating right. your fate literally of of like your next coming forthcoming destiny and mm -hmm. and for me it kind of feels like creating my fate of like putting on shows and creating this new version of myself where i'm trying to try something new and create and we're both really trying to create that thing that we want to be in the future yeah which is your fate yeah it's fucking crazy and the name the original name of the show wasn't create your it fate wasn't. was it you no. and gabby came up with that uh, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was the original name of the show? Um, it was, um... I don't remember. Art Commentates on Bad Things. Yeah, too lang too wordy. Yeah, just a little bit. But I think it's a good, it's a good way to kind of put it, you know, because it's like, it's like something solid. It's like a solid thing to say. And then you think about it and there's multiple ways you can kind of see that, mm. you know. But yeah, anyways, the, yeah, the whole execution was just kind of incredible and being in this being in the school the school was over 100 years old yeah when we walked in there was a banner that literally said class of 1904 yeah like damn yeah like that um, means the school's way older than that yeah so whatever vibe the show has i feel like was pulled from like that eerie kind of rainy day it really was because that was a bright day it wouldn't have made sense i think the photos would have came out different i think we would have done something different yeah and it's almost like the story was like I actually have a poem that talks about how art is just art is really just seeds of stories that are mm. meant to be left behind to grow into trees and be stories when we leave. So like us going there, it's kind of cool. Cause like we got a chance to tell whatever story that, uh, the energy of that building had. We did tell a story. Like we kind of laid it out as a story. We shot yeah. it in like a sequential order where we were like, this is, this is this, this mm -hmm. is like the speech someone's giving. And then all of a sudden he like, creatively shoots up the school or something like that yeah yeah and like talk about a time to show stuff that might be a commentary on school shootings <laughs> know, like right? like I'm, I'm actually i'm i really am not that nervous about that as i am about people coming but like 
But like I, I just That's such a Scorpio answer. But like I, I know that like basics are gonna. That's their first thing, and yeah. and like I, yeah. I, I'm already anticipating the moment when someone comes up to me and they go, "Is this about school shootings?" <laughs> and I'm gonna say it's whatever you want it to be. Right. Exactly. And I was nervous at first, and like I felt like we needed to get like a school shooting like sponsor, like make I it all that way about too. it. Yeah. But like, it doesn't have to be, you know, like we all experience dark moments in our life. Yeah. And who's to say that somebody's dark moment is, you know, is worse than mine, mm-hmm. you know, or worse than yours. Like we all feel the tug and uh, that's just the balance of life. And something that I created, I think we'll put it in the show, but it's like all acts of darkness really just point out where light needs to go. Mm. So it's like on our level of reality, we see like these things going down in a school and it's like all these kids died like mm-hmm. they did but on another level something slightly above that you could see it as spiritual beings having a human experience and since time and these things don't exist it flows in a way that delivers something bigger you know like their death was justified by something more fate mm. you know so yeah, and that's like the deep that's like the deep deep core, I feel like vibe of like the, this collection. Yeah, I think me and you both have different takes on it, you know? I think we exactly. I think we created that's it in cool a like part. mind, but I think we both have different takes. Like I think that's your take and I think my take on it is like this is like the creative awakening or like creating your fate. It's like it's the creative liberation mm-hmm. at a time in your life when like that, like that story you mentioned of the kid talking to Gary Vee. I'm sure he wants to metaphorically blow his brains out because he's artistically, <laughs> yeah. like he he wants to expand his creative yeah, mind and wants and, to escape the human world. Yeah, and that's know? and that's what our yeah. and that's what our main image talk is. Mm-hmm. Our main image isn't someone killing themselves. Someone killing and awakening their creative selves. Right. It's like it's it's what they're doing is the opposite of what's going on. And mm-hmm. so it's like there's these layers to the to the works where it's like you might just see nice colors and great art and mm-hmm. crazy things. But then you might say, wait a minute, it's this and say, wait a minute, what does this really mean? Right. You know? And mm-hmm. I think it's very digestible on a lot of levels, but for me, that's what it is. It's very much like the killing of your basic self or in the easiest way possible to understand. And then awakening your creative being and, yeah. and, and spreading your creativity and, and doing it. It just so happens that we just happen to use guns because yeah. it's the easiest way to show that. That was the, that was the symbol that humans created. Yeah. That's the, that's the, you know, that's the machine. I know. Yeah, man. And, but that's really cool because I think anybody who goes to the show or everyone who goes to the show might pull something different from it, you know, which is the most beautiful part about art. You know, it's just how quantum and multidimensional it actually is. Yeah, but the thing is that we have a very big space. So if it doesn't fill up, it will look empty. I know. That is a thing that we have created. I mean, yeah. we can section it off more if we really want to, but like... I think once we set everything up and create the different spaces that we were um, looking to create, like it's going to be perfect. I think so too. You know, and like you said, people are going to come and go. So I don't know. I'm just looking forward to like 10 o'clock, dim down the lights, you know. Turn it into like a party. rave. Yeah, start dancing. My, I thought about this after salsa dancing last night. At, at like eleven oh five, I want to like play salsa music. I just want to play salsa music. Yo, that's dope. I feel like she really inspired you. I mean, this girl is fucking beautiful. I'm not gonna lie. Like yeah. inside now, I was like, God, this person's like 
a light. It was, it's like a, it was like a light. Like you meet someone who's very refreshing. Yeah. And like it was the first person that really got me out of my comfort zone and like able to. to make me dance. I I don't yeah. I won't never fucking dance with someone, but a beautiful girl will make you dance. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, and for like sure. we had such a great time. It was like it was honestly the weirdest photo shoot ever. It almost Amber's, felt like it. Are you in love? I might be. I think this man's in love. I might be. Amir's not paying attention. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was really cool. It was like it was like. It was a, f- a refreshing experience. And yeah. She's actually coming on Friday too. Dope. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah, I'll look for you guys. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I got a lot of girls coming on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, I, I think I invite like first. every girl I've talked to on dating apps. Uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> I changed my Tinder profile, plugging the exhibition. Yeah, I was like, create a create a Tinder profile, and the profile picture is just create your face. No, no, it's logo. me. But in the bio, I put, I put. I put, hey, this is random, but I have a big exhibition on Friday, and even if you don't match with me, you should bring <laughs> someone you match with on Tinder and then thank yeah. me for wingmaning Yo, you. That's amazing. That's Tinder, like, where you at? Yeah, right. Where's my Tinder sponsor? Where's the sponsor? Yeah. We were looking for one more, too. I do. One more would have been perfect. I know. No, it's fine, though. Like, the fact that we were able to get one is just, you know, incredible. So, yeah. You know. Should ask for more, but it's learning, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, you're going to make a lot of mistakes, but, like, this shit, look at me. I sound like I'm, like, 40. Yeah, like, gonna make a lot of mistakes, kid. But you know what? One day it's all gonna matter. I always think about like Pasquale Rotella. He's a guy who produces Electric Daisy Carnival, oh, and true. it started from very humble beginnings with him too. Mm-hmm. Before he became one of the biggest shows on earth. I mean Coachella, yeah, all of them. It all starts small. Woodstock. Well, Woodstock was like a fucking freak of nature. What was that? That was just some crazy. You know what I mean? Shit. I don't know what. That was like before know. the internet. That was before anything. Like these people were just literally. Whispering. Yeah. How did they spread that word? That right? like, how did Woodstock? Like that is insane. That's where that came from. Like how did they spread the word? They spread the fucking word. Yeah, you want to talk <laughs> about that. spreading word? People were hyped. They were like, <laughs> "Yo, we're people go. walked there. People left their hometowns that they haven't left." In 20 years, they grew up in these hometowns that were like in the middle of nowhere, you know, just just for this event, for yeah. music. I think it was worth it, too. Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying just just. If someone know, comes up to me tomorrow and says they walked from like somewhere far to come to our show, I will literally give them free shit. I'm like, <laughs> you got it, bro. Like, dog, take my shoes, take my clothes. Like, here, come to the merch table with me. <laughs> I'm going to hook you up real quick. Yeah. I'm going to get you swagged up. Yeah, let's talk about the merch real quick. Yeah. Because we put a lot of work. If not more work into the merch than we did into anything else. Well, we put more work into taking off merch versus creating it. True. Yeah, we had to whittle it down because financially. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But we had a lot of ideas. But anyways, we have uh, we have long sleeve shirts that are super dope. Fire. Front all the, all the products have our names on them and the name of the event, the date. So in reality, this is like it's more of an exclusive collector's item. You know, for I think so. Forward. Um, like it'll live on past us because exactly. of these items like the tote bag will live on the buttons will live on yeah. the t-shirt I don't give a fuck if it ends up in a goodwill somewhere our name right. is still on it and someone will think it's tight <laughs> and, and buy it and someone's gonna buy it yeah and like that is the coolest it. feeling ever yeah like someone will resell our shirt some vintage fuckhead will resell yeah, our shirt one person who will in five years for like double the price that we sold it for and I'll be like god damn it yeah I know that's why we need to keep all of the merch actually we're not selling any merch we're gonna keep it um no, so he's we lying. We spent, it. I need to make money, and we both need to make money, our money back, so buy all the fucking merch. I ordered I ordered five extra shirts, by the way. Some, True. Different, some different sizes, because I got one double XL because some person ordered it, so that's guaranteed. Yeah. And then uh, three XLs. Dope. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, because I feel like there's some fat fucks probably going to be coming. So. Um, Damn, man. 
I mean, XLs are XLs are common size. A lot <laughs> no, of dudes is. are XL. Like most dad bods, like like oh, dudes in their forties are XL. In my in some sure. of my family's coming. I know some of your family's probably coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is a distinctive taste your mom? What is that? Your mom's Instagram? Uh, which one? I feel like what's your mom's Instagram? Uh, it has like a bunch of pictures of her dog. Do you know what the handle is? Um, I think it's Batmom. Okay, you're okay. For a long time, I thought your mom was DMing me about the show, <laughs> but it's not your mom. I figured it out today. Who is it? I don't know who it was. It's some fucking rando. Oh, true. I, I thought it was your mama. They're like, "How's the show going?" I was like, "Great." Because I was like, "I don't want to talk to Trent's mom." <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's I know. hilarious. Not being my mom's coming through. Alice. Yeah, my my family's coming through. My mom. Yeah, all the people coming through. Um. Yeah, the, the, I feel like we put a lot of work into that merch. I'm very proud of it. I'm yeah. like, I'm super proud of it. I mean, like, I just think it's cool that it came to life. You know, yeah. everything that we kind of imagined is just like slowly manifesting, and uh, yeah, you know, it's just it's just beautiful. It's well, it's cool. like it's like how a sculptor gets a piece of uh, stone, mm-hmm. and they have an idea, and they whittle it down, and when in the process of whittling down, you discover new things, and that's kind of how we started with the show: is a giant piece of stone. Mm-hmm. Let's do an art show. And we, we shot had no it. clue what we were doing, by the way. What do you mean? Well, we did because we've done shows before. But yeah. as far as like you were saying, like we had we had a dream of having a show, but we didn't know what it took to actually make it happen. You know, yeah. like like step by step, what makes this thing happen? Mm-hmm. What makes it work? Um, but yeah, no, you're right. And like along the way, you literally learn like, oh, like if I chisel this too tight, like it's going to break. You know, like I'm trying to look for longevity yeah. and like. Along the way, you just make the right decisions. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. made so many like, interesting. God damn, so fuck. It, it just sucks that the validation is how many people come to your event. Like, like because it's a one night yeah. thing and it's not right. some gallery. It's where it's it's essentially an art show we're putting on. It's not a gallery exhibition. It's yeah. a, it's an art show exhibition. We're creating experience around the art, mm-hmm. which I think is the new way of showing your artwork. You have to create more than just a gallery experience. It has yeah. to be a full blown experience. Mm-hmm. And more than just Instagram. And that's like, yeah, it brings a lot of stress actually to artists, you know, because they're trying to get their work out there. It might be amazing. But like something I've been realizing is like, I need a team. I need to work with people who will help me and, you know, help really? me look at. Yeah, because I've done everything on my own from, mm-hmm. you know, the get because like I got my design degree. I, I learned how to make books in school. So like I make my own books. I, I do everything myself. I create my own ads. But like. I actually got, um, I started working with, uh, a client, a new client named Lee Harris mm-hmm. and, uh, he does intuitive spiritual work like internationally. So I started working with this team, just doing like freelance design. And slowly I was like, kind of like brought onto the team. And <clears throat> this past October, I went out to Costa Rica with them and like being there with a group of people who were like, like-minded, like no matter what the fuck went down that week. And it was a crazy week. Like we were solid. We were a team and like you were able to see that like you didn't have to be everything. You can do what you do best and like leave at the end of the day smiling, you know, and everybody else has everything else. So I think that's why I yeah. think that's why we worked out so well is because yeah. we, we created a team. Right. Like mm-hmm. you were the part that I can't do. I'm the part that you can't do. And mm-hmm. I think that's why it works so perfectly. Yeah. You know what I'm I saying? Agree. And like going forward every event, you're going to be my graphic designer. You're going to be a part of it. Like, yeah, Yo, you guys just watch me get a job. I yeah, job. there we go. Yeah, just got hired. S- hey. Fucking guys, taking my money. Cheers. Yeah, let's get cheers. Great. Yeah, hey. cheers, Amir. Amir's off here to the side, just chilling. Hey. 
Yeah. Hey, oh. Oh, wait, what? The whole Oh, shit. Oh, okay, true. Yeah. Hey, hey, right. Look at that. A donation. All right. Donate to the starving artist. Donation. Right. Thank you. Thank you. But um, but the team aspect's so hard because like I feel like for this it worked out perfectly. But I don't have anyone else I could call a team. You know what I'm saying? Like like I can't afford to team yeah. someone. Like it works out because a team we collaborated isn't on it. Pay. A team is a feeling. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like like going forward, me and Amir are gonna do something. So that'll be the, a team. But you're still part of the team. You know what I'm saying? Like because he yeah. can't do graphic design for shit. I can't do graphic design for shit. But he can curate some dope fucking artists who are gonna be I'm part sure. of the show. Yeah. You know, and so like that's so much different. Like it's like you just bring on a essential part of your team, but yeah, I, I wish I had a publicist to reach out to places. I wish I had someone I know, doing my right? Instagram and mm-hmm. Facebook ads. Like yeah. I have two Instagram ads, separate ads running right now. True. I right. have the video, and then I have the then I have the flyer running, mm-hmm. and then tomorrow I'm gonna just go hit the streets and just post up all the rest of the stuff I have. And mm-hmm. I've done a lot of groundwork, dude. I spent the last like few weeks going out to places, like events, so many pla- events a week, like three yeah. or four events a week, handing out flyers, personally inviting people. That's amazing. Like, it really is, you know? Like, that's the best way to spread the word. All right. For real. Yeah. See you, brother. Let me know about the TVs. I really need to know. Please do. All right, man. See y'all. All right, brother. Peace. Get busy. Yeah, and so it's like, um, what was I saying? Uh, Don't ask me, man. I'm the worst person to ask. Oh, yeah, I should remember that show. I don't live by time. That's the most stoner reply I've ever heard for not being able to remember shit in my life. Uh, uh, fucking. Oh, you're talking about how you had two ads going yeah. at once and all these things that you have to personally Yeah, because like, I, yeah. I, I believe that you shouldn't be marketing to people that fuck with you every day. You have to do out, outer marketing, right? Yeah. And then you have to hit the streets and personally invite people. It's like campaigning mm-hmm. for politics. And then you have to... like. I'm really curious about the people that watch my story that I see watch my story every fucking day that I know live in the area if they're going to come out. Because <laughs> yeah, if they right. don't, I'm going to fucking like block know. them. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know like, like, like I shouldn't need to personally DM you to tell you about my show <laughs> yeah. because I know you saw my banner right. story for the past yeah. week. Yeah. Like, you know like, about this what shit. What do I need to do? What do I need to do? Tell, tell me what I need to do to convince you that this is going to be a good show, you know? Because I literally have people that have watched my story since my first exhibition who haven't come to my first or second exhibition yeah. because they said I didn't invite them. Damn. And I'm like, you know what? You're not a real friend then. Because yeah, right. If, a real friend would make the invitation, you know? Exactly. Like yeah. I shouldn't have to personally invite anyone. Yeah. If, if I fuck with you and you fuck with me and I see it on your story, yeah. I'm going. Right. Like, like I, I know. Like now that we like know that we work well together, like you can't fire me. I'm exactly. Just show, I'm just going to fucking show up. <laughs> yeah, I literally can't fire you, dude. I don't, I don't know anyone who does better graphic design work than you, so you're fucking hey. lucky. That's, that's actually real. I'm not lying on that. I think, cool. I think you do really good. I think your graphic design is like really top notch. Thank you. Like, it's, it's like I, I never have anything to say about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's fucking right. It's, a, like, it's, a, it's good. Yeah, because there's, there's rules. You know, you have to kind of learn the rules to, in order to break them. You know, same thing with photography. Like, you learn how to create good lighting and like a good aesthetic, and then you do it your own way kind of you know so and plus like i was explaining since uh i do kind of like intuitive art i feel like whenever i'm like working with somebody design wise i kind of like tap into Mm. like this other part of myself that like sees what they're trying to create and it helps me like download it and create it Mm. you know so like the the interesting part about it is like i can't work with everybody Mm. is what i've learned like when when i'm designing it has to be 
or creating in general, mm-hmm. I think it has to kind of align with my heart and like what I believe in truth in order for me to create my best stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was working at Team Velocity, or shit, I don't even know if I should say the name, but the yeah. the place, uh, the design firm I first got a job at, uh, like we were basically doing the same thing every day. We were doing ODAs, like online ad displays. Uh, we worked for 80% of the car dealerships in the U.S. So it was all kind of like very boxy work. Like you'd go in and do the same sort of thing every day. And like I just got to a point where I was literally like plateauing. And like I experienced in my creative space, like just doing mm-hmm. art that I always grow. You always keep growing. But like I was plateauing and I was like, what the hell? Like what is this? Like I, you know, I just can't create. I can't pull from from nothing. You know, when, when there's nothing, you're like when you're trying to sell nothing. Well, I think what you're saying to speaks to like a, a lot of creatives who have graphic design jobs to get into because I was dating yeah. a girl who was a graphic designer and she would tell me about the work she had to do. And I was like, that's not very creative at all. Yeah. And I'm sure it's very similar to what your team, your that agency's yeah, work. That, yeah. uh, because she would tell me the shit she would do. And I'm like, that sounds fucking soldiering. Like that sounds like work, work. That's not it creative is. work. Yes. You just know how to work Photoshop. Yeah. Exactly. They turn you into robots because the whole place is functioning as, um, you know, a corporation. They're not functioning as a creative agency. Mm. Once again, creativity, creation is alienation. It's stepping out of the normal in order to become something more, ascend out of humanity. But we're creating ads for humans, so we can't be creative. We have to be direct. Yeah, because so you have to address right. the most basic of understandings. Exactly. And, like, you, you're working with so many people by, like, the creative creates the piece, and then the people who are approving it aren't creatives. So they're just, like, checking things off, changing things. And the next thing you know, it's, like, whatever you created is, like, Frankenstein. And the shit's just getting sent out. And yeah, because it, it just, work. like, meets the, the guidelines or something. Right. And it's just, like, okay, it's good enough. It's yeah. done. Like the wordage, everything I'm telling you, to the color, to the tones. And you're just like, dog, this doesn't matter. Really? Like, it's like that? Me. Yeah. And honestly, I think people who aren't at that state of creativity where it can just be a flow of a river. Mm-hmm. Like, well, as human beings, we are just creative in general. And like when you don't have that flow, you nitpick until you have nothing. You know, like peep, these people aren't creating their life dreams they're just trying to go in check in just do their job and then leave Mm. you know so like their opinion is what matters versus like uh fate and things that are so much bigger yeah because you're just trying to satisfy the customer it's so funny how it's like a creative job like graphic design is now turned into like a very machine like thing it's like this color here and this not enough padding and all of a sudden it's just like at what point did my just interpretation of this come into play oh not at all okay right and the thing is, I'm not shitting on it because I, I personally love like communicating sale points through design. You know, I, I, I enjoy it, but, um, but you're at a you place know, now I'm you're elevated, at, yeah. you know, I'm like, I can see kind of above it and I'm just like, guys, there's like a way better way. Like imagine if you were walking down the street and making real connections with people. You know, instead of just like creating these, like it makes one like hang out, hand out flyers on the street tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, sure we could. I have a bunch. Yeah, I honestly could. Um, you know, it just makes me think that, like, if I saw someone doing what we were doing, I would, I would feel compelled to go unless I couldn't. 
Right. Because I'd be like, damn, these people are just really trying to create something that yeah. looks tight, that, that it shows off them and is an experience. Like, yeah. I feel like oh. if I saw some distance, I'd be like, fuck yeah, like, I want to be there. Yeah. You know, like, like they're trying, like, they're trying to put themselves on. And we are, we're trying yeah. to put ourselves on because we if, are the main investors. Yeah. Like, if, if, if this is successful, we can go and do more things like this. Like, yeah. we're not just going to go buy, buy a bunch of Vespas. Unless like, <laughs> unless like 600 people come, then like, yeah, I'm going to buy a fucking Vespa. <laughs> but like, like any money I make is going back into mm-hmm. myself and mm-hmm. back into creating the next event. Right. You know? And mm-hmm. so it's like, I just, if someone saw this, I feel like it'd be like, oh, this is so unordinary. I want to go to this. Right. Which yeah. is why mm-hmm. it's like, you spend money on marketing that isn't just on Instagram because p- people who don't know you need to see this and mm-hmm. maybe figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just, but for me, it's just so telling about who really fucks with you about who's there. That's real. Because if someone's willing to give, and we're charging 10 bucks, you know, someone's willing to give 10 bucks of their hard-earned money yeah. to come and support you, mm-hmm. like, it means, it means the, so, it means so much. much. So it says yeah. something to me that when someone else has an event, I need to be there yeah. Yeah. if I want yeah. to build with them. Right. That's be- exactly right. Because it's it means so much to show up to, mm-hmm. for someone. and, and like, Which is why you're a good team player team member you know and like a lot of people just don't even know how to be a team player yeah you know but yeah like supporting the fucking arts man like being there pass, out, physical pass our bottle over here i don't yeah. know what he's drinking i like what we're drinking true <laughs> no i do i i think that's very important too man i think uh she's in there yeah man god dude what's on your mind now like what are you thinking about like what's <clears throat> Actually, I'm very excited for the show. I'm pretty relaxed. For the first time, I feel like this is like the first show I've ever done where like I'm the most relaxed before. Like usually I experience like my body going into like some weird type of like nervous mode, you know, but like I'm chilling. Like Probably because I'm, I'm here to like take the other half. You're like, oh, he just didn't do a good job. Fuck that guy. He just doesn't know what he's doing. Like, like No, I'm just I'm excited because the body of work that we have is solid. You yeah, know, I really believe in it. Like, I'm not really focused on... There's The thing is, I've had shows, and the work was amazing. I put a lot of work into, like, the pieces that I showed. And I had, like, the six friends that, like, helped me put up the artwork were the only people who came. You know? So, Damn. like, I've, I've had that experience before, and I know that, like, it doesn't matter how many people fucking come. Like, if people do come and you have good conversations and, like, they enjoy the artwork... I mean, obviously, we want, we want to have people come out, you know, but like, I'm just looking forward to talking to the people and I just hope that they mm-hmm. receive it correctly. And yeah, you know, that's the thing we don't know is how people are going to receive I the know. show. And it's yeah. something that I've flip flopped on. Like, I'm like, oh, it's bad. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's, it's bad. like edgy. You it's know? very edgy. It's balanced. It's is what it is. It's 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 art. It's yeah. something that's going to make you feel a certain way. You're either going right. to love it or feel like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like if your brother died in a school shooting, you're probably not going to like this shit. Right. Yeah. But if you're open minded, then you might like this shit. Mm-hmm. But we didn't even go that way with it. I feel like talking about but, it, people think it's right, all about exactly. school shootings, which it's not. Exactly. Well, I think that's the thing I want to try to create. Like even the, uh, the welcome piece that kind of describes what the show is about mm-hmm. is like, the show is using the medium of school shootings, but nobody's saying anything about it. Yeah, we're not mentioning it at all. No that's one wants fucking to crazy it. because that's what's happening in real life. This yeah. shit's fucking happening. Nobody's saying anything, but nobody's doing anything about it. Mm. You know, so it's like, like this is it's just reality. You're looking at reality. Like, what are you gonna do? You know, and it's cool because I I also was thinking about like 
these creative spaces are where these like kids get these ideas, you know, because they want to create a reality. Yeah. They want to create this reality where, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's like they, it's dark and like alienated and kind of like depressing, but like that was something they created. And like, we are just finding out all the fucked up shit that's going on on the planet. Like it's only going to get worse, you know? Mm. So like, I think it's our duty Mm -hmm. to show people that like these creative spaces in our heads are more than just like imagination. It's another world, you know, like when you want to take your mask off and you have your awakening and you're just like, I don't even want to be on earth anymore. Most people just kill themselves, but it's like, you can have that mindset, but also bring the knowledge from that awakening to the people and find people who feel the same way, you know, and just like expressing how you feel, um, like really expressing that shit like is scary because you don't know how the other person is going to feel. It's like telling somebody you love them, but like, that's them, probably, that's, a, that's know? such a crazy thing to tell someone you love them if they've never said it to you before. I like, got such a weird feeling. Yeah, man. Yeah. Really vulnerable. Exactly. We're being kind of vulnerable for this too. We are. And I think that's the point. Like, we're it's displaying just like, a lot of know. vulnerabilities. We don't know if like yeah. who's planning on coming. We don't know yeah. who's seen the ads. We don't know who's told who. We don't know who's maybe mm-hmm. just kind of took a screenshot of it and is just planning on coming, you know? Yeah. like Yeah. And I think that's worth the mention. You know, and I think I'm going to mention at the show is like we came here hoping that like what we felt like in our hearts, we needed to say we needed mm-hmm. to create this, you know, whether we knew what the message was or not. Um, like we can all live this way where we just like just bring out our truths. And this event went well. So, you know, like how bad could it be if you, you know, created your actual fate or like really created something in your life that was just for you? Yeah, I mean, this is a huge invest on ourselves. Like, we're betting on ourselves on this, like, which exactly. I think is the best thing. This is the smartest way I've bet on myself. Like, like we're really betting on ourselves. Yeah. Like, well, the thing is, I've done it before with no, like, no. Like, the thing is, this has this is planned. Like, it fit in the budget. I made it work. Like, you know, if we take a loss, then it's not too bad because at least I had a show. But, like, when I lost, when I left my job, I literally had no plan. You know, and like, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'll be fucked if, if this doesn't work out. Right. That's I'll, what I'm saying. I'll actually be fucked. Like, like I'll be, be like, screwed. Hey, I'll be like, uh, Hey mom, <laughs> I got brought some money though. Like I'm going to be fucked if, if this shit doesn't work out. I'm not going to, I, I, all my shit that I have, I was like, all right, like, I feel like it's worth it. Like, I feel like, yeah. I feel like this is when you bet. This is that moment in life when you bet on, when yep. you, when you bet the house, bet on it. In every great person's life, they bet the house. Yeah. And I'm fucking <laughs> betting the house they bet on the this house. The but, wife's mad. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've, yeah. I've betted it all on this and mm-hmm. whether or not people want to show up or not. I mean, also, we're doing it at a time where I didn't even really, it didn't really dawn on me where people are traveling. I know. Which didn't dawn on me until this week when someone's like, I'm going out of town, Bruce. And I was like, oh, you're right. But the whole time I was thinking from the- When are you going out of town? No, no, no. Someone told me that. Oh, shit. But I was thinking from the optimistic viewpoint of- Everybody's going to be in town. Everyone's going to be in town and they've got money to spend for Christmas. So if you're in town, you got nothing better to do because no one would dare to throw an event. There's no other events that night. Right. Well, true. Wait, no, there's not. I mean, my, my buddies have like a little function, but it's not an event event. You know, like there's no other events because no one's that ballsy enough to throw it that close to Christmas. 
I'm just hoping there's like some random like group of kids who just like come through. They're on a trip from Vermont, you know, and they're checking out DC. And they're just like, damn, there's an art event tonight. Maybe we should go. Bro, my ads are doing work right now. One of the nicest, one of the dopest uh, shows I experienced was, um, it was a good friend, Suleiman. Mm-hmm. I think you know him. He went to Woodbridge High School, but uh, he, uh, it was him and Teron Porter and they were having this show out in DC and we invited people. We did like the shit we needed to do. We did the marketing slightly and, and whatnot. And um, luckily there was just this bus of kids who came in from, uh, I think it might've been Georgetown or something. Wow. But they, it was like 20 dude. It was like 20 kids who literally came in and just like made the place packed. It oh, was packed from front so to back. Sick. They were playing live. Like, like you had Slaymon in the front shredding. You had people singing the words of the song that they didn't even know. And I was like sitting there projecting like animations on the wall and shit. That's so crazy. It was dope, man. That was so unexpected though. It, it How was. do you think they found out about it? I don't know. And, and they just showed up. You know, so like, I'm really hoping that something similar kind of happens. I feel like we've put so much out there that something has to, like, dude, I've, it has to. I've been at so many fucking events. I've invited like 40 year old moms to this shit. And they said, they literally told me like, I'm going to go. That's amazing. And you don't know who they've told. No, and and everyone always brings who, one person. Those are going to be the people who actually understand what we're trying to say. Okay. You know? Check this out. So this is just the one ad. I had the other ad through Facebook ads manager. This is like a promoted post. Mm-hmm. I spent $5 for four days, so a $20 budget over lifetime. Nice. And it's still running. It'll be running yeah. until like 1 p.m. of our, our show. 1,800 people reached. 70% weren't following me. 67 wow. came for my promotion mm. percentages. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent $11 on it. And this is a video. And this, was, this was just like a video plug. 18 comments, 60 likes, one saved post. Uh, and that's just a video. Like I, I don't have access. But to still, it. one person saved it. You know, that's cool. The age is twenty five to thirty four dominantly, and I targeted all people in Washington D.C. That's amazing. Yeah, and if you are creative and you haven't created ads, or you don't think it's cool to create ads, like it comes with data, and you actually learn what your work um can apply to dude i targeted people interested in art galleries and contemporary art i'm pretty sure is what i targeted now i know that they're 64 percent women Hmm. they're to proceed between ages of 25 and 35 like like 70 percent wow but the thing is that like how many times have you seen an ad and you just maybe screenshot it or you just wrote it down you didn't like interact with it i've done that plenty of times i've done plenty of our shows just off of that so you don't Mm -hmm. know who those 1800 people are right exactly if 1800 people came to our show we'd have to shut the shit down if we had 300 people who came we would have to shut it down no we wouldn't it's a big spot if we had 500 people who came we'd have to shut it down no i think a place called like six or seven hundred if we had 800 people come through we'd have to shut it down (laughs) just wouldn't let people in and that'd be a great problem Dude, you want to stress me out the most? What is the front door, the front desk, I know. the front door? I I have a friend. Is this who, going up before or after the show? I don't know. I have. If this is before, we need you. I don't know if I'll have time to push this out before. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think I will either. Um, okay, so disregard that. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Um, my friend said she would do the first hour of the door. I had someone sure. else say they'd do it a little bit more, but I don't like. Like put like I'll go up there. I'll do it too. Yeah. I don't give a shit. But right, we but we can't be doing that. We have to be. But we just man. like I just need solid people to like. It's like if we don't pay if we don't have somebody to do the door, and we have to do it, we have to get somebody to be inside and manage. 
you know? I mean, it's not that hard just to take to say, hey, here's the Venmo. Here's a guest list. Right. Oh, you want to pay here? Sure. Give me your card. I'll swipe Honestly, it. Honestly, I'm thinking it's by really the time we get dead. around to doing it, it would probably be closer to like 9, 30, 10. So like after the main wave of people. No, people are going to come at 9, 30, 10. True. Everyone's coming between 9 and 10, 30. That is exactly when everyone's coming. No one's coming between seven and eight. Interesting. All right, we're gonna we're gonna put some money down on this. Dude, dude, I'm telling. I'm telling you. I'm kidding. I'm telling you. If someone comes at seven, they're a fucking loser. Like everyone. <laughs> what? Everyone comes. No, they're not. They're just. They're like a really good friend. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Say? Actually, my really good friends probably come at seven. <laughs> and family, maybe. Yeah. But like family leaves at like ten on purpose. You know, family leaves at ten because they know it's right. gonna turn they know up. It's good. Because at ten, we're turning the lights down and we're gonna pump the shit up. Because at eleven, we gotta shut it down. Like like yeah. we shut the volume down a little bit. Yeah. So at 10, I want to like, we're, we're going to play that. We're going to like see how we can manipulate the lights, see Sergey's lights. Yeah. So he'll be there tomorrow to help us set up. Because mm-hmm. I want to turn that shit into like a dark where it's just spotlights in the art. Yep. Mm-hmm. The bar. Yep. And then Everywhere else, it's just like, you don't even know who you're just, looking at. Yeah, it's just dark. You could be looking at a guy and you think it's a girl. Yeah, facts. I want to be some gay shit. Right. Some <laughs> gay shit. <laughs> well, like, I think, yeah, yeah. We'll no, but pro- that's, that's, that's definitely a vibe. Like. I don't know. I see events going down in New York and that's like definitely the vibe. I just think it's cool that we're creating events that are that kind of go down in New York. Wait, what happens at New York events? Do you tell me about that? Cause you're, you've been there for quite some time. So tell me how like a yeah. New York art event or how, how are they running things? So it's just, it's, uh, it's just raw, you know, for the most part, it feels raw. I feel like there's kind of like this line between like, like really nice places mm-hmm. and like good art and like, uh, you know, $2,000 and up. Mm-hmm. And then there's like $2,000 in town and uh, just real experiences, real people. Like, and the thing is in New York, everybody's doing something. So like you could stop and talk to anybody and you'd probably find something in common with them. And uh, I think that's, what's really cool about the art shows is like the people who go are like people you could network with. You could mm. meet your best friend. Like anything could literally happen from an art show. So I think it's less pressure on the pieces and it's more like uh, um, there's more energy in the space and the people that kind of go, mm. you know, and like in D.C., I feel like it, like a lot of events still really try to focus on the art instead of the event itself. Yeah, because they just like they're like, we're not going to do the work. We're just going to like allow artists to give us money and then fill up some space because we have money to buy this space mm-hmm. and they can rent it out, you know, broken up. And uh, that just doesn't so in New work. York, are you saying it's more about the experience in New York? Yes. Like they try I think to make it's it more about the experience. It's more about the people. Mm. It's like, yeah, it's more about the, yeah, the people that are behind it than just just the art and the event. You know, because everything there is experiencing. Like you walk down the street, you could li- you could just walk down Manhattan, and uh, walk down Manhattan. That, that sounds takes so, so cool. long. But walk in Manhattan and literally like watch a movie. Like you would just be entertained. It's hilarious. Like the funniest shit goes down. Yeah. Like everyone's. And the saddest stuff. Like you could see something really funny and then like some hobo like seriously super broke and is like singing like from like the most desperate place in their heart. And you're just like, dog, I can't help you. You know? Damn. I know. I see it all the time. But it's a movie. Like New York is, New York is crazy. But it's also overrated. It's like, you think it's overrated? Yes. Because not in the sense that like, like New York is an amazing, amazing magical place that Mm -hmm. has a life of its own, but like living there, it just, it feels exactly the same as living here. (laughs) I think it's so funny. Like we always feel like there's like this magical sauce to living somewhere, but I feel like I would feel the same as I do now living in New York. 
It is very psychological. It's our, it's our, it's our perceptions of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like being there, like I was outside more when I was here, you know, mm, it's probably more invigorating to be outside around here. It's easier. Yeah, it's exactly. More like, trees. I know. I actually miss nature. Like that's where I spent a lot of time, you know, uh, like creating and stuff. And I have to find like little parks and it makes it kind of fun because I have to like search and like explore and stuff. But at the same time, everybody's like doing their own thing. Everybody's working during the day. And, and uh, no, you're you know, I'm so just trying right, to find dude. my vibe, my flow. We we are creating like a different experience where you don't have to be focused on the art. Mm-hmm. You could be focused on drinking. You could be focused on like a good date night. Like, right. Like like if I was going on a date, it's a perfect date night. Exactly. Like there's going to be music. It's not going to be wild, and, but and, it's going to be. And a the good thing time. That I think is beautiful about the music being different is that since it is its own entity, you shouldn't, you don't, you can't project your expectations on it. Mm-hmm. That's exactly so it, right. You have no way so, to like, yeah, so, judge it. so it is what it is. As long as it's good, it is yeah. what it is. Is And it's like, we, we're giving you facilities to express yourself. And I just want people talking to people, yeah, engaging. Right. I don't give a fuck if you're looking at the art, buy some merch, <laughs> buy a drink. You what if you paid your ticket to get in, you've already done as I as care like, if you look at the art. So look at, actually, that. I do care. If you look at the art. I'm not gonna lie. I do want, I do want to look at the art. But like, I mean, that's what people are there. But like, yeah, it's 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 so much more than that. It's it's like, yeah, it's it's a whole fucking event. Like, yeah, holding space. Like, you need like holding an hour space, or two just to literally. You need like an hour or two just to enjoy the event. Like, honestly, yeah. like, an hour wouldn't do you justice there because you'll spend thirty minutes getting a drink, mm-hmm. thirty minutes looking at the art, twenty minutes looking at merch, twenty mm-hmm. minutes watching our video, like yeah. engaging with the wall, engaging with random hot girls and hot guys you're gonna see. So it's like, <laughs> like, like. You need like a solid two hours. So coming at eight yeah. or nine, you have to enjoy it. Yeah. So, yeah. So the people who do come at seven aren't losers. They're actually just really prepared. I'm sorry. They won't hear this. <laughs> but you should never come <laughs> to an event and when it they, starts. And if they do, it's it's too late. Yeah. It's too late if you hear this. <laughs> if you came at seven, you're stupid. <laughs> I'm probably still set up. <laughs> Nah, but it's cool, dude. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm so excited. This is really cool. And the funniest part about all of this, and like the jokes between me and you, it's Bruce isn't in this. Because when you came to our house to do your uh, the seed episode, he was on our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, why don't we do a show together? And you were just like, nah, man. Like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta try to do it on your own. Like you gotta do your own thing. I said that. Yeah. Damn, I remember this. And I was like, like looking back, I'm like, that's some bad advice, man. i'm totally kidding but anyways we no no you're not you're not kidding because there was something to that because i had done a show already at that point and you hadn't at least the scale that i thought i was at that point Mm -hmm. so i was like i feel like you need to experience it yourself yeah and i didn't think we could work together i didn't Mm -hmm. know your art i didn't know you yeah so it's like and and yeah you know yeah yeah Yeah. no it, it ended up working out and like i think that was me just asking for help you know because Back then, I like was literally I was really trying to do everything myself. I wasn't asking for any help at all. Mm-hmm. Like this was before I was like actually successful at freelancing and like working with clients. Mm-hmm. You know, or, I mean, I was and I was making money, but I didn't have anything consistent. Mm-hmm. It was all random jobs, you know. But um, and I think that might have even been like I don't know, like six months before. Yeah, it was. It was quite some time before. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I was like. Yeah, that's a whole, whole different thing. Fuck, that's so long ago. Yeah, but it's just crazy how like our, our not only our friendship but our business partnership has kind of like transpired. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't really have to control anything. 
you know, like what's obvious, we'll kind of like show it. Yeah, there's been no friction working with you. It's been really nice right. and chill. Like, I, there's plenty of people who have been tons of friction. Like, I was yeah. like, fuck, I don't want to work. Yeah. <sighs> I can't speak on it publicly, but like, right. no, you know, yeah. there's some people yeah. we've been working with who just yeah. piss me the fuck off. And you know what's funny? It's ego. Is the, ori- ego, the original dog. DJ that I wanted? Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. The original DJ that I wanted told me she could actually do it because her pl- original plans got canceled. Wow. Be like, came up too late, I'd be like, I'm like, at that point, I'm like, I'm locked in. Yeah. I'm, I'm dedicated. Like, you, you missed the boat. Hope you come. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. You might get a set maybe 15 minutes. It's like, no. Yeah, it's up to them. I don't know. I, look, honestly. I mean, I'm a music lover. I'm actually really excited to hear the music. Yeah. I really I'm hope like... it doesn't suck. <laughs> If I just hear <laughs> for four fucking hours, I'm going to fucking punch him. No, the but face. that's the beautiful part. I feel like people who like DJ with house music really understand that like at the end of the day, it's the same sound. But how can you make it interesting? You know what I think is going to happen? What? I don't think they're prepared for this. Oh, true. So this is my predictions. I don't think they've ever DJed like this before. Mm. I think they've only DJed their club stuff where yes. they get like an hour slot or two hour slot. They got to play four hours. And I don't, in, in my mind, since I've been a DJ, I know how it goes. The first two hours, you just play some shit front to back. Yeah. Easy tunes. But the last two hours, you're really mixing. Yeah. And there's two of them too. So it's not like there's one person playing four hours. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think what's going to happen is, is that when you're DJing, you're really sensitive to how people are interacting. And yeah. like we're making the music an important part. Exactly. So I think they're going to be there and they're going to start vibing being like They're going to have to shape too. They're going to shape they're going to shape to the audiences. They're going to start yeah. being they're going to they're going to feel and feel the energy and be like, "Ooh, she stopped dancing. He stopped dancing. Yep. This isn't working." Like I think That's real that's the real that's the real deal. Yeah, and so and yeah. so I think I think it's I'm worried that they're going to freak out. <laughs> but like at the same time, I love that I don't have to worry about it cuz right. I'm just like, "You know what?" I just want to give some of the creative freedom. Like, look, you do you. I trust you. Whatever you want to do is fine. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, and this is just their professionalism. You know, if they can take it on and and do it, then that shit's dope. I mean, fuck, I'll play some selection. I'll give a fuck. I know. (laughs) Anyways, we should wrap this up because we do have to go pick up the shirts and we're probably already late as fuck to do that. So we might not be able to do it today. To be completely honest, like looking at the time frame because it's fucking. What time is it? Eight thirty. Oh wow! Not and I bad. told I told her we'd pick it up at nine. True. Ish, but it's like waiting for us. That's not like that. She's like, it's like at a dance studio or some weird shit. Oh, true. Okay. It's only like twenty minutes away. Also, closing before we end. Yeah, the yeah, last yeah, section. Clo- yeah, yeah. Take our time. Closing um, notes. Uh, I would personally like to thank all of the people who have you know, oh yeah because this, this, this is afterwards i think right we yes. should think about this there's no way i'm gonna get this out before friday <laughs> let's think about this as afterwards yeah i would personally like to thank every single person uh sergey dana mm-hmm. um yeah. illegal mezcal yeah um emmett from pack social yeah. and bruce you know mm-hmm. uh this was such an amazing experience and it just wouldn't have happened without all of these amazing souls and people so yeah just really yeah it wouldn't have happened with all of this coming into both of our lives yeah yeah and like us having keeping our egos low just like really feeling out what mm. we want to do and like i think we just have we have similar goals yeah. you know and we uh we have a respect for each other and just for life mm. i feel like that uh you know that carries us where we need to go dude big facts man cheers man i love yeah. you dude, I, I love you trent love you too man yeah you're a good yeah. ass dude i'll know you for the rest of my life Appreciate that. I guess in closing. Yeah. Because this is after the fucking exhibition. If you've listened this far, 
and you <laughs> if, went if you've gotten through and you went to the show or you didn't go to the show and you've listened to us yeah, talk somebody's shit. Re, somebody went to the show they're checking out this episode and it's like damn like yeah like oh it didn't work out or it did work out right i just want to <laughs> say like i can't speak about how it's going to go i'm going to say like all the players in the show you the DJ, Sergey and Hot Dana. And we were talking about them, but I love those guys. Sergey is such a good friend. Dana is a beautiful person, too. She's, you know, they're all great. I know they're going to do a great job. Emmett from Back Social working with us. The sponsors of League of Minecraft. Literally the same fucking things you just said. <laughs> um, yeah, it's cool to see us come together. Yeah. Um, I hope that you went and you enjoyed and you tell me how you feel. And I hope that I can make a YouTube video from it. And I hope you keep supporting everything that we do. Well, that's a big ask, but like, no, I, I, I don't think it is. I mean, like moving forward, I mean, we're going to make some dope events. Yeah. So dude. if anything, it's like on you. Like if you don't come, you're going to, you're going to miss out. Yeah. You know? I want to make people feel like, like we're, we're blowing up. We're, we're doing cool shit. You know, 20, dude, 2020 baby. <laughs> 2020 is the year. It's the year for real. It really is. Like no, I feel it. Okay. So like if this was, I, it's so hard to speak after an event because I don't know how I feel after the event, <laughs> I know, right? but I just want to say that like. You know, let me just say this now. I'm going to speak this into existence. I hope more than 200 people come. I hope we sell out of all the merch. I hope a lot of drinks are sold because we make money off that shit too. It's funny because we haven't said that we don't, we haven't planned on any of the art selling. Mm-hmm. But if if one piece sells, I'll be fucking surprised. I know. And I would sell for like $20. <laughs> No, we're not selling for twenty. Okay, we're not selling for like two hundred. Right, I'm gonna have to hold this together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like okay, 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 okay. We're not, we're not, we're not selling for that cheap. But like, no. But if a piece sells, it'll just be that would be incredible. We base this show around, um, around the artwork. So it's our, you know, the artwork kind of like set aside. Like we're not really relying on the art to sell. Yeah. In order to, uh, make our return. So it's sort of like you know golf wing or Tyler the creator who has um an income from his clothing golf wing whatever mm-hmm. he makes so he doesn't have to worry about taking risks and what he's saying in his art you know because uh he's modeled it differently and i think that's what we did you know we wanted to model it so we could say what we wanted we could create what we wanted yeah but um ultimately anybody can like really connect to it so yeah, yeah. Yeah, we kind of flipped the model on its head. But anyways, yeah. literally, I, got, I just Henry just texted me. He said, all right, bro, frame is all cut and ready for assembly. Can I come over tomorrow to assemble? Can we, uh, can we show them? we got to show them on them. Show them what? The cam, the text. It, dude, I'm way too far just, away. There's just no, in. Literally just in. Just My buddy in. who made the frame for our centerpiece yes. just texted me said it's complete. So, guys. That's incredible. That's it. I hope you come. That's the angle. Peace out. See you in 2020 because this is the last one I'm doing of uh, 2019. Ooh, I, this is the last podcast of 2020. I'm the last podcast. Yeah, you literally are. That's big. Wow, dude. That's hey, dope. I will see you guys in 2020. Hey, cheers to you. Cheers to you for being here. If you made it this far, I like applause to you. I wish I could come to your house and give you a back massage. Yo, but if you made it this far, weird. follow us on Instagram, <laughs> and I will literally follow you and like all your photos back. DM me and tell me that yes. you got this far. Yeah. And I will, I will literally shoot your mom a DM. Yep. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> All right, guys, that's it. The single piece. Yeah. <laughs>